Hello, and a warm welcome to my Asthma Spotlight podcast. I'm Dr. Mark Levy. I'm a family doctor with a special interest in asthma. My aim is to help people with asthma and also their caregivers to understand more about this disease and how to stay safe. I will share lots of information about asthma. However, I will not be able to answer any personal medical questions for which you should really consult your own doctor. The opinions I express in the Asthma Spotlight podcast are my own and they are not intended as and shall not be understood or construed as medical, health or professional advice of any kind. Please do see the disclaimer details in the podcast description. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, the question on my mind this week is what can general practitioners do? to improve the poor asthma outcomes in the United Kingdom. Now, I ask this question following my last podcast about another recent potentially preventable death of a child due to asthma. I am really sad about this and very sad to have to keep banging on about this same story over and over again. I really find it difficult to understand why UK management of asthma persists without modification to reduce attacks and preventable deaths. So this podcast is really intended mainly for healthcare professionals, particularly uh, doctors and nurses working in primary care. However, it will also be of interest to people with asthma, parents of children with asthma, and those managers who are commissioning asthma care. So before I continue, if you find my Asthma Spotlight podcast useful, please do follow and share this with colleagues and people with asthma. So what's the problem? In essence, we've known about asthma risk factors, particularly due to the excess use of reliever medication for over six decades. We've also known about the benefits of inhalocorticosteroids for about 50 years. Since the first publications in the United Kingdom highlighting preventable asthma deaths nearly 50 years ago, 
We've had a number of reports on preventable factors related to asthma attacks and deaths. The most recent being the National Review of Asthma Deaths, which was published in May 2014 on World Asthma Day. I led this review, and so it's very dear to my heart. And then in the United Kingdom, we've had many Regulation 28 reports issued by His Majesty's coroners, and these are aimed at preventing future deaths due to asthma. The most recent Regulation 28 report being the one published on William Gray in November 2023. Now, this was the subject of my last podcast, and I'm continuing on that theme. So the key question is really why have the medical profession apparently accepted all this information without doing much to stop these really distressing, potentially preventable asthma attacks and deaths? After all, childhood asthma is the commonest chronic disease in children, and common sense tells us that therefore every single general practitioner and practice nurse should know how to manage both chronic and acute asthma attacks. Of course, this applies to hospital clinicians as well, and this was so clearly illustrated in the inquest report by the coroner on William Gray. And if you haven't heard my podcast on that, please do have a listen. It was podcast number 50. So what can we do to improve the outcomes for children with asthma? Unfortunately, because of the structure and short-term nature of the political system in the United Kingdom, healthcare professionals cannot expect the problem to be fixed by politicians or by managers who commission care. This is a medical issue that requires healthcare professionals, particularly GPs and emergency department doctors, to address this broken system that allows preventable childhood asthma deaths to persist. In my view, a starting point for all clinicians is to understand that if anyone has had an asthma attack, that means that something serious has gone wrong and something has got to be done. Now, doctors are obliged to participate in the United Kingdom annual appraisal scheme, and this expects doctors to reflect upon their care for their patients. So, in this podcast, I'm offering an opportunity for colleagues to reflect on individual patient care with a specific aim to reduce future asthma attacks and deaths. So, my challenge for all doctors caring for people with asthma is to start today by looking critically at each and every patient of ours who has had an asthma attack, irrespective of how mild or severe that attack was. Certainly, I think a review of any asthma death should be mandatory um, for any doctors caring for a patient who has died from this disease, because in most cases, this is a preventable death. So what I suggest is that we improve care by starting to learn from these events and adjusting our practice accordingly. So if we adopt a problem-solving approach, starting with this acceptance that we have not managed our patient adequately if they have even a single attack. So the next logical step would be to find out what went wrong and what preventable factors were present. Of course, the acute attack must be treated. However, at the same time as treating the attack, one should start thinking about the diagnosis related to the cause of the attack. Why did it happen? 
and as I said, irrespective of the severity of the attack. So how do we address this problem? The key task being to identify the cause of asthma attacks in our patients and then to adjust or modify our management. Now from my experience in teaching clinicians in primary care, I hear and understand that we are all very busy. However, bear with me, because my suggested solution will reduce your workload and at the same time reduce risk, improve quality of life for people with asthma. So what's my suggestion? I suggest a seven-step detailed reflection process for all general practices in the United Kingdom. And these steps start with agreeing a regular meeting slot to discuss at-risk patients. Now this slot, depending on how many patients you have who are having asthma attacks, could be every week, every two weeks, every month, or even every two months. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So then the next task is to identify patients for review. Third, reflect on cases in the meeting and then agree a process to address these problems that can be dealt with. So the seven steps that I suggest are firstly, agree a regular time slot to discuss these patients. Establish a system to identify patients for review agree standards of care, and you could use or adapt a structured asthma template for these reviews, identify any modifiable risk factors, then agree a process at your meetings to address these problems that can be dealt with, i.e. those modifiable risk factors. Also, refer anyone who may have severe asthma because they might benefit from biologic asthma treatments. And finally, agree and allocate tasks for um, implementing the agreed changes. So in detail, let's look at these seven steps. So as I said, start with agreeing a regular meeting slot. And I would suggest set aside at least an hour for each of these meetings, which might be every week, every two weeks, every month, whatever you decide. I'll leave it up to you. Second, identify patients for review. Now, I suggest that all members of the practice could be involved in this process. So anyone in the practice who's been treated with a short course of oral steroids or who has been treated with a a high-dose short-acting reliever, in other words, salbutamol via nebulizer or via bursts of six or more puffs 
through a spacer. Also identify anyone who has been seen in accident and emergency for wheezing or for asthma, or anyone who has been discharged from hospital following treatment of an acute asthma attack. Now, someone in the practice would need to coordinate this process, and any patients identified should be passed on to a clinician to assess the patient's record in order to prepare for the meeting. Third, reflect on the cases in the meeting using a template to assist in identifying any risk factors that could have been modified to prevent the attack. So these would include excess short-acting beta agonists, in other words, more than two blue inhaler prescriptions in the last year. It would also include those who've been prescribed or who've collected insufficient inhaled corticosteroid inhalers, those who've had previous attacks, and those who, because a previous attack is, of course, a risk factor for a future attack. So if the previous attack wasn't reviewed properly, then that's a missed opportunity. Um, identify those with poor inhaler technique and fix that. Now, I will post an example of a detailed template on my website, which will help you to easily um, assess these cases. And it shouldn't take more than 10 or 15 minutes to go through the records of those patients who've had attacks and record them as template for reporting at the meeting a few weeks later. And then decide what action is needed to prevent a future attack. This could include optimization of medication, improving adherence, and there I mean both by the patient or family, but also by the practice to implement evidence-based guidelines or evidence-based research findings. It might also include referral to a specialist where diagnosis is in doubt or where severe asthma is a possibility. Now, I've done a YouTube lecture and added some notes on my website at bigcatdoc.com to share some ideas on how you can actually implement the seven-step plan. So in summary, I do believe that healthcare professionals in the UK particular, and of course elsewhere, should implement a systematic plan of action to end preventable asthma attacks and deaths. In that way, we will improve patient care, we'll make our patients' lives much better, and we will reduce our workload from having to deal with unscheduled asthma attacks. Now, this system includes firstly a clear understanding that an asthma attack is a signal that someone's asthma has gone out of control and that the chronic aspect of this disease must be addressed to prevent a future attack and death. I've suggested setting up a regular review meeting to critically reflect on the care of every patient following an asthma attack. And records from these meetings will provide excellent um, quality information for your annual appraisal. So have a look at my talk on YouTube, which is detailed in the notes, and also look at my website, bigcatdoc.com, um, to get uh, more information on how to implement this plan, which I think would make your life easier and would help improve patient care and reduce the horrific statistics regarding asthma outcomes in the United Kingdom. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you found this helpful, and I hope you did, please click the like and the follow buttons and share this podcast. Please do send me any feedback or questions to my email address, asmaspotlight at gmail.com, and I'll do my best to answer these in future episodes.